Welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me as always is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Hey, two weeks in a row. I know. We did it. It's a new record. <laughs> it's a new record. <laughs> Although, we barely made it. <laughs> uh, yeah, very, very true. Very, very true about that. Um, so yeah, we're, we're back again. We've got some, uh, comics we're going to talk about, talk about some Star Wars news, uh, you know, talk about how football's stupid and I hate it. Yeah. Uh, no defense, no defense. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're both Cleveland Browns fans. So we, we wrapped up watching the game here on Sunday and then, uh, recording just couldn't quite. Couldn't quite get over the hump. Yeah. So if we both sound like we're really pissy, at least you guys know why. <laughs> yeah. Good, good stuff, man. But yeah, so uh, how's it been going? Uh, exhausted. I am just completely dead right now. <laughs> it's been a pretty busy week. We've been picking up a little bit of work. I put in like 50 hours this week, and then we've just been... Doing some personal stuff, trying to clean out uh, Dad's house and everything a little bit for him, and it's been a slog. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't really feel like we had much of a week, honestly. I didn't even get to read the comics till about uh, two hours ago. <laughs> well, yeah, same here. Yeah, it, it certainly has been a bit more on the go for the past couple of weeks, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I was... Inter- interviewing this past week for a new job and uh you know first interview really good second interview i'd had so much to deal with throughout the week just work wise that i was a little frazzled going into it and it was like <laughs> the these idiots put a an, an interview a second interview well well technically it it might be smart i don't really know anyway Second interview towards the end of the day on a Friday. <laughs> so I was Trying pretty... Trying to see my what brain, you act like by the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Now, my brain was pretty fried. I mean, I, I answered their questions, and I, I don't have any real uh, reservation about that. But, uh, yeah, it was just not not the best. That much is for sure. Yeah. When, uh, we'll when do you think goes. you'll know something? Oh, it, it'll probably be this coming week, one way or the other. Yeah. And yeah, it's one of those things that just needs to be filled now. So, yeah, so we'll see. Um, good luck with that, obviously. How'd the wedding go? Yeah. Wedding was good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, uh, nice hillbilly wedding. <laughs> uh, we sat on hay bales. Really? There was a, uh, there were eight, I think it was eight, uh, large John Deere. Uh, I mean tractors, but I mean they're like the bigger farm uh-huh. equipment tractors, and uh, <laughs> which is hilarious because like my my sister is not uh, not like really a country country person. While well, they were in the little uh, tent reception thing, uh, you know they're playing all the the latest country hits, <laughs> pop country. One oh three. 103 FM, you know, playing all the current country hits. <laughs> anyway, so they, they were doing that, and I, I made a joke. I was like, well, you know, so where's the thrash metal? I mean, when are they going to start <laughs> playing, like, you know, some some Metallica or some Slayer or something? Because I mean, that's what she used to listen to when she was a kid. Right. Um, 
But yeah, I just, I, <laughs> but yeah, they're happy. So that's, that's all that really matters. Good. But I just thought it was kind of funny. Uh, so yeah, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the week. It, it was something Well, and this week is set to be just as busy. Mm-hmm. I've got same here. I've got some other reporting that needs to be done and every, everybody and their brother is just having a hard time right now. So <laughs> <laughs> just seems like everybody's on it. Right. But, uh, but yeah, we've got, uh, we've got some star Wars related stuff. Oh, oh, I did forget to tell you about this yesterday. I went and saw the new uh, Bond film. The, oh, I didn't uh, realize no, that was no, out already. Yeah, it came out this week. Uh, no Time to Die, I think. Mm-hmm. How was it? No time. Yeah, No Time to Die. So um, I don't really care about spoilers. No, I won't spoil <laughs> it for you. Are you going to go see it? Well, yeah. Did you see Shang-Chi yet? No, but this is Bond. That's a little different. <laughs> no, I, I, I won't spoil it. Um, so I, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, it is a it is an incredibly long movie. Um, I did not think about that. And mo- basically all Bond movies are long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to a 745 showing at the, the theater that I like to go to. And, you know, it was like... <laughs> I don't know, 11. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm getting, I don't know. It's something like, it was, it was, it was a very, very long, almost three hour movie. Jeez. Um, and there were parts of it that just felt like it was like rushed at high speed too. Kind of like rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. fast. Um, did I like it? Yeah. For the most part, I felt a little, um, I felt a little just like uh, non-connecting to the rest of the series because like I've watched Daniel Craig's Bond films, but I just didn't remember some of these characters. Really? I didn't re-watch any of it. It's been so long. Of course, my favorite Daniel Craig was Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite of, of his uh, series of movies. Um but yeah, th- there were a couple of things in there that I didn't really enjoy. There were a couple of things that if this movie were made in the 1970s would have been completely different. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a send-off for Daniel Craig. Uh, I mean, I don't think that that's a spoiler. Daniel Craig was done with Bond. Right, this is, right, right. This is his last Bond. Yeah. And it is his last Bond. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... The, the ending justifies that. Yeah. Um, R- R- Remy Malik was the uh, bad, bad guy. Uh, I'm, I don't know if I, I, I don't think he did a bad job. I'm just not quite sure I like him as an actor all mm-hmm. that much. He's not, a, he's a good actor. I just don't really know that I, anyway, I don't know if it fit for me. Uh, you know, the, some of the other characters were, were pretty good. This was definitely a much more, uh, fallible government as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were making light of a lot of shortcomings and stuff like that, which I thought was interesting. The only thing that I thought was a little strange, they really let Daniel Craig talk a lot more in this movie. Really? Cause he's a, probably a one lot. of the most quiet bonds actually. <laughs> yeah. There, there were just parts where it's like, I don't think he needed dialogue here. That was my, that's really my only real critique. It's like, Maybe if you didn't try and give Daniel Craig all of this dialogue, like 
you would have cut maybe 30 minutes off of this movie. Jeez. <laughs> so how gory but, you was know, the, it compared the, to his others? I know he's usually one of the more violent Bonds. Uh, uh, yeah, there was definitely some some violence uh, in, in the movie for sure. There was maybe one that I didn't really care for. I thought it was a little gratuitous. Um, but yeah, it, I, I don't know. It was a lot more of uh, just kind of like execution style stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And like I said, one, I didn't really, I didn't really uh, think I liked that as much. I won't say what it was, but, um, but yeah, acting wise, I think everybody did a pretty good job. Uh, I know that this movie got a lot of crap because, well, crap in the beginning, because at this point. Daniel Craig, James Bond, is retired. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, so you jump forward a few years. Kind of, yeah. And I don't know if this is spoiling it. So I'm just going to say spoilers. I'm, I'm going to do one thing. One thing. Mm-hmm. So 007 has been reassigned. The number oh, okay. has been reassigned. So he's Because he's tech- retired. Okay. So he's not, he's James Bond, but he's not 007. Right. Does There's a new 007 who happens to be a woman. Oh, do they introduce and, her? You actually get to see her? Well, well, here's the thing, though. And he, he, here's, here's the one thing that I wish more people thought about when they get all riled up about this kind of stuff. Will they make a 007 movie with this, with this uh, actress, uh, which... I, I could probably pay her the courtesy of getting her name. Uh, Lashana Lynch. Is that who it was? I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Sounds uh, Yeah, that's who it was. Um, her, she looked... The, the th- I actually needed to look her up because she looked really, really familiar to me, and I couldn't think of why. Uh, uh, she's in Captain Marvel? I, I, I actually didn't watch that one. I, I, I had to have seen her in something. Maybe it's TV. It doesn't really matter. Um, but anyway, so she is, is 007. Okay. But what it, what is the name of this movie? What is the focus? It's not on 007. It's on James Bond. Just be James Bond. Jamie is Bond James now. Bond. Just be Jamie. Bond. No, but, <laughs> but see, that's the thing. They didn't do Jane Bond. She's not Bond. He is James Bond. Her name is, um, Oh, what was it? Naomi or something like that. Uh, Nomi. Nomi. She's not Bond. It's not a Ray Skywalker scenario. She's just someone who is a double O who happened to fill in the 007. I would highly doubt that they ever make a movie centered around her. Yeah. What will eventually happen, and and this is just what I feel like, what will eventually happen is you will just get a new James Bond timeline, like we always get. Right. Now, who who is James Bond? We'll see. Yeah, we'll I mean, there's been that. a lot of talk. I know everyone and their mother wants Idris Elba to be Idris Elba, James yeah. Bond, which I could I could see. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But I don't <laughs> know. I could. I guess you could do a spinoff movie line that doesn't focus around James Bond, but I don't know if there'd be anything in that universe worth, because there's really nothing special in the James Bond universe. It's just about him. 
Well, and that was so. that was kind of one of my things. It's like you know you could do a movie or you could do a television, so you could do something with her. But I and and, and again, this isn't like meant to sound is like I'm I'm tearing down the actress or her portrayal. Her portrayal was fine. I actually mm-hmm. thought she was really great. But the reason why people watch this is for James Bond right. and the secret agent stuff. I think just following her, I, I don't necessarily know if that would be all that popular. And it might. It might. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I definitely think it, I think it would be interesting to have, you know, another, another higher profile, like female secret agent thing. Because, I mean, like, my God, what was the last one? Uh, I guess Black Widow's technically a s- secret agent something, but that's Marvel. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what honestly was the last like female secret agent lead movie that you remember? I, I, I'm I'm drawing a blank on it. I mean, I'm, really I'm not sure. Serious. I mean, movies? like high profile. No. I mean, <laughs> you know, it seems like that's well, kind of more pushed into the realm of children and young teen. There's usually not many mm-hmm. adult films. With female Well, spies. that's ho- that's Hollywood. Yeah. That's Hollywood. I'm going to leave it at that. That's Hollywood for you. Yep. I will say um, Anna de Armas. Anna de Armas, I, I'm sure. I, anyway, she played uh, a smaller part in here, but she was really cool. Um, I thought she she did a really good job. Uh, Naomi Harris, who plays Moneypenny, mm-hmm. like her. Um the, you know, the new Q, you know, nerdy, skinny guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he's, he was, he was fun. Uh, ben Wishall. So anyway, I mean, the cast was pretty solid. There was, uh, there were some good nods to different things in here. Uh, and aside from the overabundance of Daniel Craig dialogue, the only other thing that I feel like I didn't really get uh, as good an explanation, maybe I just wasn't paying attention was how Remy Malek's character was Remy Malek's character. Right. Just didn't get it. Right. It didn't, uh, maybe on a second viewing, but anyway, yeah. so. Yeah, I'll yeah, definitely you go take watch the it. time to rewatch. I probably haven't watched any of the Bond films for well over a year now, so. Well, th- this is the first one that I've watched in theaters. I, I think I might have caught Casino Royale in theaters, but that, oh, really? it's, been, it's been a while. Yeah. And apparently it did... Uh, Money wise, fifty six million domestically and went over three hundred million globally. Oh, cool! So yeah, for less bad. than a week out, that's not bad. And those are those are usually very high budget films. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see what's what if they have anything else for for Bond. Um, rated PG thirteen, and they did get in their one F word. Did they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. You get one. You, you get, get one in a. In you a get one PG-13. very violent death. And one cuss word or two cuss words, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. So anyway, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the future is for for good old Bond, James Bond. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting it was an interesting movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, dealt with some very real world stuff, I think, uh, as far as like you know governments and their government plans. Um, but yeah, decent characters. Decent story, great settings, as always. Um, I did think there was like, and maybe it was just the theater, but th- there were one or two times where I was like, you know, I know we still shoot in 24 frames a second, 
But like some of these like panning shots just got really blurry. <laughs> It's like you could maybe bump that up a, a few more FPS. You know, let's get yeah. this up a little bit in a pan shot. You know, let's make it look a little bit crispier or something. Well, you know, you kind of mentioned it earlier the uh, the rise of Skywalker, the rainy ocean world. I kind of felt like it was like that when you were panning to part of the Death mm. Star. It was pretty rough. Well, which is interesting because I'm pretty sure all that was CGI. You know what I mean? Yeah, but <laughs> so it that still was, been the theater. It still kind of yeah, maybe. No, I, I I get it. I th- there was, however, one scene that uh, that was, it had a really nice pan, and it kind of did well. Uh, in Last Jedi, when they were doing the the bombing runs in the very beginning yeah. of the movie, and, and they yeah. did those really whoa, whooshy downward shots. Yeah, they had something like this in this movie too that I thought was, it was pretty That's neat, cool. pretty pretty well done. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that was that was interesting. I just thought I'd share, you know, Good rack times. up some minutes before we actually talk about what we intend to talk about. Right. Oh, also, since we're talking about movies <laughs> and TV and whatnot, have you heard of the Squid Games? Uh, you know, I, I've heard it talked about. I, I, uh, what is the podcast called? I think it's called Brilliant Idiots. It's Char- Charlemagne the God and, mm-hmm. and Andrew Schultz. I, I think I remember listening to one of their podcasts this week, and they were talking about it. I haven't watched it. I didn't yeah. really know much about it. They, one of my coworkers had talked about it several days in a row. I guess he's really into it, but I haven't uh, watched it yet. But I've seen a lot of stuff like referring to it online, TikTok, yeah. and whatnot. People recreating scenes. So I look up this one scene. I'd seen like twenty videos on, <laughs> and not to spoil anything for you know people who haven't watched it, but it's probably already been spoiled for you. There's this game where it's basically red light, green light, and you have this weird. Keep in mind, this is all um, Japanese. Oh, okay. You have this, and it's subtitled. You have this weird doll that kind of looks like a Frisch's big boy, only female. And mm-hmm. she'll, like, spin around and, like, say red light or green light. And if you don't stop, they shoot you. <laughs> ah, interesting. <laughs> and everyone just panics after, like, the first two, three people get shot. And, like, 30 to 40% of the contestants just get mowed down right then and there. <laughs> so, it, I, I mean, I don't expect you to know this right off the top of your head, but is this, like, a... Is this like a parody of like some of the Asian game show things that seem like really crazy, and this is just like real world like, crazy like stuff, MXC or is it like a morality thing or something? And... Well, so, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of memes surrounding some of the Asian game shows that are just like just you know million miles a minute. Yeah. Or is this just like some sort of morality thing in like a like a terrible future? <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's set in the future. I know the premise is basically they pick all these contestants who are in like copious amounts of debt or in trouble with uh, the law or whatever, and they they're granted and and bleh, can't think of the word. Their debts are paid. They're taken care of if they win. Okay. Um, it it doesn't really seem like like saw games where you have to work together or you know sacrifice something that you're obsessed with. It, controls Mm -hmm. your life it's just yeah i don't know i wouldn't compare it to many game shows i've seen but like a hunger games thing no they're not fighting each other from what i've seen but okay i mean they they're not necessarily working together either they're just all dealing with it at the same time you know there was an episode of doctor who that did something like that um you know it was one of those like well 
Doctor Who's all over the place timeline wise, but you know, in a, in a human future where you were just sort of like transported into these different, like, you know, like Big Brother and all these games, but if you lost, you died. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like people had zero control, and the whole thing was that the populace was basically just indoors and fat and watching television all the time, so they had to have entertainment, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that was a premise in Doctor Who. Um, I don't remember what that was, but that was that whole bad wolf thing. Uh, anyway. That, it doesn't seem like they're actually recording what's happening and, like, airing it on uh, TV or anything like that, but hmm. I don't know. I only watched one of the games. I don't know how many there are. Interesting. Um, yeah. Might be worth checking out. Eh, maybe. Maybe in 10 years or so. I did watch the <laughs> Dave Chappelle special, the closer that he just put out. Oh, he put out another one. Cool. Yep. It's... uh by his admission, the last one for a while, and depending on society, might be the last one he does <laughs> uh, for Netflix. Um, oh, I'm sure he offended a few people. Oh, he well, he always does that. He's always done that. But I mean, I always appreciated Dave Chappelle because he's he's a storytelling comic. Yeah. Um, yeah. His punchlines are either twists and turns in a story or the end of the story. So you have to listen. Like you have to be right, patient you have to with that kind of comedy. Yeah, there's no. It's not one-liners. It's not quick hit jokes. He goes through. But the the problem was with this is, um, you know, there were some some jokes about, you know, the LGBTQ community and and mm. like the transgender community and stuff like that, which yeah. you know some people are going to find insensitive. But you know, he's kind of always been like that though. But the last special he had, he was really heavy in that. So, well, I mean, it, it's it. It's nothing new. He 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 rags on everybody. Yeah. And uh, while while yeah, I'm sure it might be it might be offensive to some of the people. Like, and I know that uh, people don't really want to give comedy much of a pass anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, depending, some people they do, some people they don't. But um, because all all canceling is all arbitrary. Yeah. All of it is literally arbitrary and. Some is justified. Some you can clearly tell is not. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, kind of one of those hive mind group think things. It just goes out of control at times. Yeah. But yeah, D- Dave Chappelle has uh, always been a really unique uh, comedian. I mean, you, you got to think about Chappelle's show. He really didn't get anything out of Chappelle's show. They, they owned him. Yeah. Uh, which was a whole big thing when he went into Netflix and then eventually he was able to secure the rights to all of his stuff mm-hmm. when he was in getting involved with Netflix. Um, Netflix actually took down the Chappelle show because they had oh, paid really? money to Comedy Central to put it on Netflix. And because Dave had such a problem, Netflix actually took off. Wow. I don't know. It, it was like for a while or whatever until it was settled. So mm-hmm. that that's a... that I mean, I, I give it... I, I don't really... I think Netflix has squandered a great thing in a lot of ways because I don't think their content is as good as they think it is. They're they're trying to be really heavy into creation. Yeah. When what do people really want to watch? They want to watch Friends for the 50th time on repeat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people like. Um, and I don't know if they make profit really anymore because that's always been a losing proposition they've lost for years but um 
but they have opened up a lot of, you know, pathways. And it seems like at times, you know, they have some, some conscious there and then mm-hmm. other times not so much. It's just weird. It's just like society, but no, Dave, I, I, I thought that this one was a, a overall, um, if you don't get offended by it and if you think about it just as solely comedy, mm-hmm. cause, uh, well, here's the thing. He could have just ran out and did, tr- uh, Trump jokes. Yeah. For, and he did, or he did make a Mike Pence stuff or, you know, anything. Well, yeah, he did make a Mike Pence joke that was pretty oh, really? funny. <laughs> uh, what was it? Something about, um, the most closeted gay man or something <laughs> like that. And, yeah. You know, he, 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 I think it was something like he's the kind of, he's the kind of gay man who prays, who prays to not be gay. And he's like, <laughs> take away these feelings, you know, it's just something like that. But I mean, it doesn't really matter what you, which aisle you, for some reason, sit at. Uh, it's all funny. Yeah. Oh, no, honestly, so, I feel like anyone should, instead of taking offense, just be proud. It's almost like South Park. Everyone was offended by an <laughs> yeah. episode of South Park. It's it's kind of like a rite of passage, but honestly, the way I look at it, if you want equality, that means you get made fun of just like the rest of us too. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just difficult right now. I mean, there are a lot of people that are you know that feel they need to really fight for for something, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's fine. Um, There's also I'm a lot of people that are to... extremely bored. Well, that's I think a true lot of it too. Boils but down yeah. To that. Yeah, but I'm more than happy to listen. Sure, I I really am, and and help if it's if it you know seems to be valid and all that stuff. But yeah, we're we're just in a weird time. But anyway, so there you go, Dave Chappelle, Squids, and 007 sounds <laughs> sounds great. Broad all spectrum, right, well, right there. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and talk about uh, some of the I guess bigger book news that came out here. Um, yeah, we've got I think it was a five new books. That were announced here uh, this past week. The first one we have, uh, Shadow of the Sith, which is set to release June uh, 28th, 2022. Adam Christopher, uh, which I didn't look him up. I don't recognize the name. Adam Christopher, who are you? He's from New Zealand. Doctor Who fan club. Uh, has he done anything? Star Wars? Uh, end of watch. Oh, a couple of certain point of view things. Okay. So not really, doesn't really have a big, it's not really big credit. That's interesting. I mean, he's wrote a few things, not like a ton though. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so he's got this story, um, uh, two decades after the battle of Endor. Uh, and it, and this is kind of filling in kind of some of the gaps from uh, from Rise where we had like Lando and, and the whole Ochi thing mm-hmm. and uh, Lando's daughter getting stolen. Who could that be? Which, Who is it? Which, by the uh, way, two, and, two decades after Endor, Lando's, Lando's kind of getting up there at that point. Well, I mean, he would be old. He was, well, he was in Rise of Skywalker. He was old then. You know? Right. <laughs> it is but, what it is, man. But Rise was what? 30, 35 years after, and they introduce his daughter in that, and she's... Uh, we don't know that. Well, I don't think that was ever confirmed. Well, it's about as close uh, yeah. to, you know, not saying as you can get without saying it, but true, true. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, let me actually look that up. Did they canonize that? I can't think of her name. like it. Uh... 
So they're saying, it, 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 yeah, there's there's no direct. It, basically, they're kind of like, yeah, probably not. Oh, okay. So we'll see. But um, so anyway, Lando and Luke are on the search for Exegol. Luke's having haunting visions. and Why does everyone have to go to Exegol? <laughs> because they have to double down on it. And here's yeah. the thing, like, you know, and th- this is what... This is what gets me kind of like irritated that people continue to buy into some of these YouTube channels that push these stupid theories about, you know, rewriting and, oh, there's going to be a new trilogy that mm-hmm. overwrites this and they're going to decanonize this and Kathleen Kennedy's out of here. You do realize that is so much bull yeah. and just don't watch it. Like, right. don't give the satisfaction because those folks don't know anything. They don't have inside sources. They don't have anything. There's nothing. Yeah. It's dumb. And I'm going to say that again. It's dumb. It is what it is. It's just not... It's not good. Yeah. It's not good for the for the entire structure of the fandom anyway. But anyway, th- th- this is just more. It's more nails. This is this book is just another nail. It's like mm-hmm. it's just confirming and adding on the stuff that you know we saw in the movies. It's like I keep hitting this mic because I have to do <laughs> emphatic gestures. I might try and edit that out, or I might not. Depends <laughs> on how long we record and how late it gets. But um, but yeah, I mean, they are beating Exegol to death. We're going back to Ochi. Uh, we're just uh, kidnapping kids and blah, blah, blah. So there you go. You think we'll see Exegol in the Obi-Wan series next? Maybe he'll go there for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't care about Exegol. I, I just, I don't care about it at, at all. I, I just, it was fine in the movie. I just don't care. Yeah. Um, and this is something that, you know, we've talked about. I want to know more about what Luke did in between the two movies. Not necessarily this, yeah, but it's something, something Luke related. It's just weird that they gave it to a guy who really hasn't done much in the way of writing Star Wars books. Yeah, so we'll see. Might be cool. Uh, next book, Brotherhood, uh, Mike Chen, and this is coming out May tenth of twenty twenty two. Let me see this guy. I don't recognize his name either. Mike Chen. Mike Chen does not even have a wiki page. <laughs> Jeez. Ooh. That's not uh, good. <laughs> does he have any? Uh, he has he has a uh he he has a website. Oh nice, okay. So what do you got? What have you written? Uh seven books, and he did from a certain point of view some st- some additions to a certain point of view. Okay. So giving him this, and this is an Obi-Wan and Anakin. Adventure during the Clone Wars must stem the tide of the raging Clone Wars and forge new bonds as Jedi Knights. Sick. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of the best duos, and it's always fun. Don't really know if we need more Clone Wars content, but I won't complain. It'll probably be good. Yeah. It actually looks like this. This might be like the official kind of this is when he becomes a Jedi Knight. Yeah, kind of mention some things that lead to that hmm. interesting well we'll see that one could be interesting yeah yeah almost like a master and apprentice type book yeah maybe next up we have stories of jedi and sith uh, jennifer heddle i think oh she's got a she has a wikipedia page oh my i'll be darned First one of the two. <laughs> oh, that had a. What do we got here? 
Uh, uh, so what is this? This is uh, short stories. Oh, these are, uh, yeah, little kid stories. Like, really? really kid. Yeah, Ezra and the pilot. Oh my! Sabine's art attack. <laughs> like little kids. Is this is this also a little kid book? The story of well, Jedi it's called and Sith? a middle grade anthology. Ten acclaimed authors imagine all new tales for some of the oh, saga's most me. popular characters. I'm such a I'm such an idiot. I didn't look. Th- I didn't actually. Yeah, that's read. actually the editor. This is this is edited or edited. I'm sorry, not edited. <laughs> yeah. Edited. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm a dork. Yeah, Delilah Dawson's in here. That's a name I recognize. So we'll be going through stories of Luke, Darth Vader, Obi Wan, Asajj, and beyond. Yeah, our authors yeah. are. Yeah, I'm not going. Ooh, to ooh, these are these guys, are not names. You guys I'm can look. There's up. a couple. I'm not going to try and do now. That's probably that's probably going to be a pass for me. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see when it, that comes out. Uh, June seventh, twenty twenty two. Last one we've got here. We've got uh, Padawan uh, Kirsten White. July twenty sixth, twenty twenty two. And this is uh, Obi-Wan as a Padawan. I love the description. Obi-Wan Kenobi really wants to be a good Padawan. The best Padawan, even. The best of Padawans. This is actually in the timeline where he just gets assigned to Qui-Gon, though, which we had... I don't think we've ever done a review of it, but there was a couple of books in Legends that uh, went over this timeline. I forget what it was. It was a story about they were on some kind of freighter being taken over by raiders of some kind and they aren't actually like master and apprentice at this point but they just kind of run into each other so hopefully this is a good one i'm actually kind of interested in this yeah kirsten white looks like she does a lot the young adult Mm -hmm. she has a like a full series of of books here so that'll be interesting we'll see uh I don't know, that might be a passer as well, but, you know, again, you got to get the all ages in here. Yeah. So there we go. Good stuff. Ready to head into our comics for the day? Or do we need to talk anything more about books? Well, no, I think we're about ready. All right. I want to run through Darth Vader here real quick. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. Let me just pull that up. And I want to run through Darth Vader real quick because all we're doing is we are fleecing people for telling the same story over and over again. And I'm a little, I'm, I'm, I am, yeah, yeah. I am kind of tired of bounty hunters, the mm-hmm. whole war of the bounty hunters. And I, I think we're going to have to make some decisions eventually on if we still want to continue to cover this. Yeah. Now, granted, it is content. It's fine. It's usually can be short conversations. It's not terrible, but I just kind of wonder they... if this would be better if we went through, you know, wait and do twenty five comics at a time, so we don't have to go through the the repeats. Yeah, just it, it's rehashing just, it's... everything so many times week after week. It just it, it gets annoying. It really does. Yeah, it, it it is it is kind of annoying to me. Um. But I figure, again, this is something we can probably push through. Uh, and this is just leading up to the whole sale. Yeah. So the thing is, is like we got the sale and we got Darth Vader's entrance, but we have to have the backstory for some reason. Yeah. 
And the backstory and essentially he... is just explaining why one of Jabba's nephews or whatever was trying to outbid more. I mean, no. that and just her finding out about it. There's really not much else going on. There's like this little potential uprising that he squashes. It's just really yeah. focused around Moore, not Vader at all. Yeah, so Administrator Moore um, you know, failed to, to kill Vader. Mm-hmm. And she kind of has some consequences uh, from that, from the Emperor, mm-hmm. who basically demotes her to, uh, well, what she says is a sub-administrator. Mm-hmm. So still, de- still dealing with issues, but she is not on the level anymore, essentially. Uh, Masa Maidas kind of, you know, gives her some crap and so <laughs> forth. And it kind of makes you think if this is like, or at least made me think if this is like a test for her or if it's really meant out of really any real malignance or anything like that. But yeah, um, we see her throughout this book kind of, you know, use mind tricks and so forth. Mm-hmm. She does this once with Amada. She was, um, you know, trying to figure out Weaknesses Invader suit, mm-hmm. which we had already seen exploited from with IG eighty eight, attempting to take him down, which of course didn't work because while you know the suit might malfunction, he still has the force. Like, right. do you not understand that? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, she she has a little bit of influence here. Uh, kind of uses that to influence uh, Ameda. And then has a little clandestine meeting uh, to discuss, you know, future plans and like, I don't know, let's kill Vader, let's target Vader, because that wasn't a series at one point. (laughs) A terrible series, by the way. Yeah. And then Vader, of course, shows up and, you know. Chases people, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. Chases them into a temple or whatever. What was the uh, what was Vader's little blind buddy's name? Do you remember his uh, name? The yeah, the bounty hunter dude. No, I don't remember his name. Yeah, well, I don't care. Um, he basically takes out all of the conspirators and. Uh, Moore is able to keep herself alive. Yes, somehow. I mean, like, there's no reason he shouldn't have killed her, honestly, the second she told him about Luke. Yeah, they're they're trying to move the plot point forward as to why Vader wants Solo. Yeah, but... Because Moore is able to convince him that Luke will follow him anywhere. It's like, what, what do you think is going on? Yeah. Luke does his own thing all the time. Yeah. He doesn't follow Han. I mean, he'll try and save him, but. And he, she even admits like, I only want to get you guys around each other so he can kill you. Cause I know I can't yeah. kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And it, then it's we, just a throwaway. And then once again, yeah, true. And, and then we, once again, we're back at the auction. And did I really have Everything to read? On. Did I really have to read about the huts just inflating the auction two million credits again? Because we've done this three yeah. times already. <laughs> POVs, man. Then Vader comes in and kills some people, and that's it. You're, you kind of you get the feeling it's almost like in Light of the Jedi where they have to keep reminding you of things. Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's just it's just not it's just not moving the story. Yeah, it's it's it, kind of like kinda, anime. It kind of feels way. like you know. Yeah, but it kind of feels like I was fleeced out of four dollars. Yeah, you know I wasn't. I, mean? I wasn't happy that I bought this. And actually, I don't have many of the Vader comics. I mean, I think I have three. Most of them, I just have the physical copy. But I bought this from Comicsology, which is a little bit more usually. And mm. I don't know. Was, the panels in it were weird. Of course, with with Comicsology, you kind of go from one bit to another, not page by page. But it was just like, yeah, way too many panels with nothing going on. There's like thirty panels of just more walking. Yeah. It's like Yeah. Yeah. This this could have been like a thirty twenty to thirty panel comic, just rehashing it and then nothing. I mean, it would have been done. Yeah, and, and again, it, I was I was actually gonna mention this earlier. I did see on <clears throat> excuse me, on Twitter, somebody had um you know, I uh, reacted a bit to our our vision, saying it was like, "Oh, it seemed like a rough go," and I was like, "Well, yeah, it was a rough go." Yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't all good. You yeah. know, I'm in in our opinions. That's probably the most the negative thing video is, we've had, honestly. Well, it, I I don't know about that. I mean, it might be we were definitely negative on the ones that we didn't like, but I mean, we actually did like some of visions. Yeah. Um, but it just wasn't necessarily at least my cup of tea. But you know when. <sighs> I do really enjoy Star Wars. I mean, I, I do enjoy a lot of it, but I kind of do want to get a little bit of value for what I'm buying. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just seems like we're, you know, we, we've had, what, two or three rehash comics? Yeah. Um, I'm not really cool with that. I, I, I want to enjoy comics, but again, this is kind of one of the reasons why I don't really do comics, or, or I haven't historically done comics. Yeah. One, because... I like long stories mm-hmm. and a comic series is technically one long story, but move the story, right? <laughs> you know, uh, just move it along, man. Uh, which is why I think it was a mistake that they did this cross promotional thing amongst all the series. They should have just did one mainline bounty hunters and just got the story over with. You just yeah. borrow the characters. What do I know though? Ready to do some high Republic. Sure. Oh, by the way, that terrifying tales Lego Star Wars thing that came out. I know Lego Star Wars isn't canon, but I forgot about. But that. we yeah, we yeah. watched that last week, and they go through Did a you? little story with Kylo Ren. Well, they go through a story with Ben, and he mm-hmm. meets the Knights of Ren. And again, I know this isn't canon. It's fine. Well, it was in the comics. That you, was sure, sure. Knights of Ren. Well, no, they like attack um, Luke's compound. And, like, they kind of, like, convince him to hang out with them. And the leader basically tells him you have to destroy Luke's compound and kill everyone to become a member. But yeah. but then, like, he beats him and takes the um, suit and everything and then just tells Luke that he's leaving. Unlike in the movie where he just, you know, does that after he leaves. I just thought it was kind of weird how they... Twisted the timeline a bit. Again, I know hmm. it's Lego. It's not like it's canon, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had forgotten that they did come out with that, but mm-hmm. uh, there, there Other you than go. that, I mean, Lego Star Wars is pretty funny for the most part. I usually enjoy the content, so I would recommend it. Yeah. Just don't pay attention to timelines or anything. <laughs> sure. All right. High Republic. Yeah, 
Heart of the Drengear, Chapter 3, The Root of Terror. This kind of um, made me mad. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. I mean, let's just kind of set the scene and we'll talk about why it made both of us kind of irritated. Uh, so this is like right before the disaster on Valo and mm-hmm. the sacking of the Republic Fair. Um, our Starlight Beacon Jedi are joined up with the Huts in their attempt to destroy the Dren Gear. Mm-hmm. And they figured out in the last comic that you had, what did they refer to, the, like a progenitor? Is that what it was? Progenitor? Yes. Yeah. So the main Dren Gear. Yeah. And, the okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, cool. There we go. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. How do you defeat tree people? You get the oldest one. Yeah. And do stuff to it. Swick, sick. So the Jedi and the Huts are fighting along, uh, side each other. Uh, then we introduce big ants that the Drengear apparently are friends with. By the way, at the very first uh, page, Skier kind of says what we were all thinking during that book. When um, Esatala's like, well, you we're steering danger- dangerously close to stepping on the Council's toes as it is in the Republic yeah. Fair. Yeah. Nobody cares about the Republic Fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are fighting yeah. a war against something that is taking over planets at a time you're worried about a fair yeah exactly um so anyway as they're fighting uh keeve and um orla jereni show up Mm -hmm. we had kind of had little stuff about them in prior comics and again just kind of to move through this a little little bit keeve does attempt to go after uh, Avar, who has went to try and confront the uh, the main Drengear. Mm-hmm. And she gets a root in her mouth because... People like that. People are sick. Sick. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but it kind of appears that, uh, that, that Avar is maybe being, like, uh, controlled mm-hmm. by the Drengear, kind of like Skier was. And, well, even... Keeve was, you know, in that yeah. whole... Although she know, did better than everyone else, ironically. <laughs> tentacle and mouth thing. Um, long story short, they are able to... They are able to... Uh, what would be the best word for this? Entomb? <laughs> the progenitor with a yeah. field kind of... Going off of what the old Sith lords did, right? Essentially the same thing, uh, cutting the progenitor off from the rest of the Dren gear, and then imprisoning it, imprisoning it, and then they're going to take it to the Bogan Vault. Yeah. How big is Starlight Beacon that they can just house a creature essentially the size of a Sarlacc? Bigger well, than Bo- Sarlacc, the- really. <laughs> The 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 Bogan Vault though that was uh, that was on Coruscant wasn't it? Oh, I thought they said that that was on Starlight. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I mean the Bogan Vault was what uh, back in I think the first mention of it was in the um, Dooku audio drama, and it was on Coruscant oh, at that yeah, point. If, yeah. I, if I remember correctly, hopefully I'm remembering it right. Um, however, they do they do kind of in in the course of like trapping the Dren Gear, we we do get a little bit of like. 
Avar sort of uh, force conducting. You know, they're all like lending mm-hmm. her, which is not as awesome energy. in a comic. Unfortunately, people of the world, I need your energy. The force is light. I don't know. I mean, like, I think some of the animate for the force is light. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the, I will say though that the animation in this is really good. Yes, definitely. There are uh, there are a lot of like full. Well, there were two full page panels as well. Yeah. So that was that was neat. Um, but yeah, that. Well, and, and then I guess the last noteworthy thing is that uh, the hut wants to wants to kill. Mm-hmm. The Drengear, and they're like, no, we don't do that. You're going to stop it. And then effectively, they're not friends anymore. But We'll blow up <sighs> Nihil ships, but we will not kill plants. <laughs> yeah, we won't kill the killer plants after we put them in his little shell. Um, Which sets it up for him to be, you know, breaking, broken out so easily. But no, essentially, obviously. for right now, basically what has happened is we've defeated the Drengear, in eight comics. Yeah, and, and then just real quick, though, the last part uh, of this comic is realizing the fair has been destroyed. Yeah. So, yeah, back to your point, though. Um, yeah, we've reduced the entire Drengear threat to into two books, eight comics. And eight comics. And in those books, you really don't even hardly deal with them. You just discover yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It it's just maybe they're just kind of giving us a taste of the drain gear and then taking them away until we can deal with the Nihil Hill in the books and then go back to them in the books. But they've just given us the easy out on how to deal with them. So even if they bring them back how much can you really flesh it out? Because mm-hmm. this wasn't difficult to find the progenitor and do that. Well, I, I again, I feel like we do a lot of rehashing on some of these things with High Republic. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, is that it would have been far better service to have written this book, this storyline in a book, given more time for Avar Chris and Keeve and you know, the rest of the Jedi in this, you know, Starlight Beacon, mm-hmm. as opposed to doing the... Stu- I'm sorry, I don't... I Just like Skier, I didn't care about the fair. No, nobody I did. I didn't care about it I don't think anybody all. did. That could have been the um, comic. <laughs> and, you know, we, we've, we've played Stellan Geos off as, you know, the typical foil. Yeah, uh, now he's Elzar, them, essentially. Yeah, and Elzar is just, you know... Getting chicks, mm-hmm. you know, sick. So, I, I'm I'm okay with like you know the flaws of of people. That's fine. It's not a big deal. We get that. But um, this was this could have been a far better story than this continued Nihil garbage. And the Nihil are garbage. They They're are. marauders. They should have been dealt with like two books ago, and. I mean, the the eye is not very smart. No. Like they're not they're not hyper intelligent. It just doesn't make any sense to me that we are where we are with higher public. It's the flipped. Pro- the progenitor should have been hyper intelligent. <laughs> well, the progenitor is scary. I mean, 
and and it's not like we really explained very hard at how the how the, the whole trap went. You know, yeah. that could have been a whole big thing that they had to research and figure out and everything, and just didn't really do that. And that's what books are for. I I, I just I just I'm with you. I, I didn't really enjoy. Um, I didn't enjoy the fact that we wrapped up this whole story that I thought could have been a lot better with better characters in comics as opposed to doing full books on. It doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. And I've already kind of mentioned this. Keeve is one of my favorite Jedi in the High Republic. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, a Keeve-centered book with a little bit of skier in the background and that focused around the Drengear. I think that would have been an amazing book done right by the right person. You know, I think that could have been so much right. better than anything. Is there a single Nihil book that we just thought was amazing, honestly? Because I just feel like the Nihil are annoying. <laughs> the Nihil are annoying. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. And, and now, obviously, since we're kind of done with that, leading into the next one, we're going to have even more Nihil focus in this comic book series. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you. I, th- I think the uh, what we're assuming is the end of the Dren gear, I, I think, was pretty poor. Yeah. Pretty poor. Yeah. Pretty poor. So there we go. The end of the Dren gear. Yep. Waste of now potential. High Republic 9. Waste of potential. <laughs> Well, now we flip our story, High Republic 9. And, uh, I mean, I could sum all this up very quickly. Uh, double agent mission. Yep. And clearly by the uh, the preview of numbers, number 10's artwork, work, can't talk tonight, I would say that it fails miserably right away. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, so, again, to kind of run through the premise, uh, Avar attempts to reason a bit with, with Stellan. And I, I can't necessarily say that, like, Stellan was completely wrong when... When he kind of shut down their sort of, uh, what was his exact words? Um, after Keeve kind of broke in here. Uh, he wanted a more unified response, not running off on your own and attempt to assuage your guilt. Which is ironic so, coming from him. <laughs> yeah, and and again, like I wanted Stellan to be a cool character. Mm-hmm. What he is is he is the embodiment of everything that went wrong with the Jedi Order, and we just have to accept that. Yep. Um, he's very high and mighty. He's very convinced that he's right, but he also is on the council. And, yeah. You know, he's a he's a big dude. You know, he's he's got the big dude responsibilities. And um, not even Avar is really gonna butt heads with that no not at all by the way Um, we were (laughs) introduced 
introduced to the most annoying Jedi name. Um, the the first panel after they set up their little ruse, and what, let me try and pronounce it. Noron Bakarakana. Little furry dude. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I think you did pretty good on that y- pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I never nice have to read that there. game that name again. It gave me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> well, after not convincing Stellan to do anything, Avar decides to have her own little mission where. They send Keeve and one of the uh, twins undercover mm-hmm. as Nihil. And, uh, you know, they sort of you know, shoot at some vectors and blow one escape up that with was autopiloted, essentially. <laughs> right. So the ruse is there. And Keeve uh, meets. Big blob guy, kind of like the guy from uh, uh, Force Awakens on on uh, Ray's planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm blanking. What is the planet called? <laughs> I'm just totally blanking on that. Wow, you're blanking too, aren't you? Yeah. Detail guys. <laughs> Jakku. Jakku. Got to remember that. Very important planet. Yeah. A lot of sand. Yeah, good old Z-Tar. Um, yeah. So we have, uh, uh, I believe his name was Maru, the um, Starlight's like communications guy or whatever, mm-hmm. feeding uh, Kiev information and so forth. But um, she does tell him, uh, Senor Blob, that uh, she's a part of uh, Pan-Ada's, or Ida's, even though <laughs> it's clearly not, depending on your pronunciation of audiobooks. But from uh, Pan-Ada's uh, group, his, uh, what is it, his Tempest. Mm-hmm. And Avar is intermixed in here saying, you'll be tested. So at first, Keeve's attacked. She's able to fend off the attack. But then she is told... That she needs to crack a hut skull with a hammer, you know, with a <laughs> hammer exactly. And this is the hut that we saw in our last comic that um, mm-hmm. was assisting the Jedi. Yeah, good old Miraga, I think. Yeah, Miraga. Yeah. So what will she do? Which will totally looks like the... our uh, our anime hut. Oh, in true. This yeah. <laughs> yeah. Play some bass, Miraga. <laughs> oh my god. I don't want to talk about that stupid <laughs> one. That was dumb. I hated that one. Uh so anyway, yeah, we we have a decision that has to be made. How deep do you go in deep cover? Yeah. You know, you we either assume that she won't kill the HUD. You know, she either, you know, goes against Jedi Code and kills the HUD or exposes herself and is forced to kill a bunch of Nihil. So she can't be a Jedi in this situation, regardless. That's right. <laughs> that is right. The question is, do we kind of, I mean, do we push Keeve to do so many things that she leans towards the dark side more? 
kind of an interesting twist yeah. to have her become yeah. a Sith. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't think that that's how it's going to... I don't think that is how it will go. But yes, that, that is an interesting thought. Um, I think that... Uh, I, I don't know. I think we're pretty right for something like that. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Well, we do I need... Think it might be a kind of a cool thing to just like, uh, flip the script a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we do kind of have a vacuum right now, not having any Sith to deal with. It would be kind of cool. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what uh, what winds up coming up. But I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I kind of wouldn't mind changing it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think we've uh, been a little too nice for too long, and maybe we need a little bit of a shake-up. But there again, who knows? Yeah, there's, e- there's knows? even a little mention of that when you know she's talking with her master after arguing with Stellan. She's like, I know. There is no emotion, and Skier's like, no, there's always emotion. You just need to learn how to deal with it, which is something I actually appreciated because most masters just try to teach that you shouldn't have feelings of emotion. You shouldn't feel anything. You're you're wrong to have basic human emotions. No doubt. No doubt. Well, there we go. Three comics down. James Bond review. Lego something, the scary Lego thing. And octopus games. Yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. Good good episode, right? <laughs> Anything else we need to go over comic-wise? I mean, I think it was pretty cut and dry for the yeah, most part. Yeah, no, I think, I think we're good there. Not not a great week cool. for comics. No, we, we're, we're still pretty far behind comic-wise. Yeah. Um, we've had to push back a lot, obviously. But, um, yeah, we're going to continue to roll through and talk what we can talk, get out what we can. Uh, and then, yeah, we've got some. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. Yeah, so I think we have a couple fun. more weeks of comics. And then I think we have a new Jedi Order coming up. Yep, yep. We'll be getting in on it. So, I don't know, anything else we need to go over? No, I think we're good. There we go. Okay. Well, folks, hopefully you enjoyed. Make sure uh, that you do follow us on the social media. Uh, Twitter is probably the most active place right now because it's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, at TC Plan Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. And if you'd like to just, you know, I don't know, ask some questions, share a theory, have give us a talking point or whatever that you'd like to hear us discuss, you can always send us a good old email to tcplanpodcast at gmail.com. But uh, that's all for this week. You have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the Force be with you. <laughs>